0: I can't even believe it.
1: I can. I can't wait till you have your own uh, lot with your like own little production. That's what I want to do. Bien Oprah. Oprah. Bien Oprah. For real. Oprah? Bien Oprah. <laughs> oh. oh my God, Bien Chachi. Oprah. Yeah, man. So yeah, so technically everything changed. I mean, January twenty eighteen. 2018 January 2018 literally like because when we
0: started so
1: we got to tell them the story well I mean yeah so we can't talk too much because then we won't we won't be able to get it we started. Again. Yeah. we started yeah started
0: we started hi welcome to growing <laughs> up Latina
1: hi I am your co-host Chachi um, oh my god Chachi yes, yes so la Chachi right so that's what that's actually what we're gonna name the album um, because there's always been this thing with my name and, and Chachi. And even if I put music out prior to with Grisel del Valle, I'd be on the, like, Let's Telemundo or at a festival and they're presenting me and they're like, Chachi. And I'm like, oh my God, you didn't see said Grisel del Valle there? Like, you really just not gonna, you know, so.
0: Is that weird for you though? When they don't say like your full, like, Grisel del Valle? You know
1: what it is? It's not weird. It's not weird because it's like most of these people know me. Or they've known of me, and right. so it's like it's like when you know someone like you're Ali V, and then all right. of a sudden you're coming out and you're like
0: Alexandra, Alexandra. Alexandra you know, <laughs> ¿Quién?
1: ¿Quién es yeah, yeah. so so with me, um, Grisel del Valle, I mean, I think it's a great name, and there's not another Grisel del Valle or another Grisel, let's say, that's out there. And there was a lot of like chachis, like mm-hmm. the, the dancer Chachi Gonzalez, yes. DJ Chachi, um, and so. It's like a name of love and of endearment, right? And mm-hmm. so it's like I tried to divorce it, but it didn't allow me to. No. And so how do I, like, intertwine it with everything, everything? So um, La Chachi is going to be the name of my first album. Wow. And it's also, well, Chachi or in Spain, for example, um, you know, they talk a little different to Spanish. Mm-hmm. And so Chachi is like, La Pasaste es Chachi. Like, you kind of like, you had a great time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you had a, so it's it's more of like a, a lifting kind of name and I'm like mm,
0: I feel like it's a personality it works.
1: yeah it works. like there's
0: times where I call like some of my good girlfriends I'd be like Chuchi uh, Chuchi so when I call you Chachi I feel like that's just like <laughs> like to describe your personality is right. to say Chachi right. she's
1: Chachi right she's right. la Chachi like right. and then it's like but then you see me go on stage and I do a number like una noche and you're like whoa but then towards the end Chachi comes out, because she always comes out. She's always... So, there's so much to talk about, and I'm just there's so excited so, to be so here. So,
0: for the people that are listening...
1: We started for on the, real.
0: No, we started for real. <laughs> for the people that are listening on the audio, um, Chachi came in and switched up the set. I, I mean... I'm sitting on my opposite end, which is not the side that I usually which sit not on. not her good side. It's she not, says... I always say it's not my... The girls know what I mean. There's really? a good side and there's a,
1: of course, I there's know a uh, there's a okay, but I guess now I give you the validation that other people have given me when they're like, "Baby, your whole side is a good, good side. So you good no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know, so you good. So you good over there.
0: <laughs> so she came in. She she changed the set. She is my first, and I hate to say it. Why? But she's the first. Should we say repeated guest, returning guest? Returning had guess. returning guests, yeah. Repeated, just sounds Allah crazy. A lot has happened. A lot has happened. So, for those of you that do not know, growing up Latina actually started six years ago. Six, mm-hmm. right? Six years ago. If the math is mathing in my head, I don't know.
1: December twenty seventeen.
0: December twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And I don't remember how I even contacted you. I swear I don't even. Re- um, I'm drawing a blank. Like. So-
1: I believe you had gone to see the I Like It Like That musical. <gasps> yes. So you knew me from the musical. Oh, my God. And so God. You, you and um, I believe someone else, Jasenia, interviewed yes. Tito Nieves and I. Yes, yes, yes. And then from there, you're like, hey, I'm thinking of doing this
2: idea, growing up Latina. Like yes. I was like,
1: okay, I'm down. And then. And I interviewed the whole cast, remember? Right, right, like, right. But that After one, the play. Yes. I think you took turns because I, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was just me and Tito with you. And Yesenia.
0: Yes. Was that the first interview that we did or was it the play and I actually interview all the cast?
1: You probably, like The cast members. I think you probably did all all the cast on stage. That's what I did. Yes. Yes. And then you brought in me and Tito and it was you and Yesenia. Yes. And, and then afterwards you pitched the idea and you was like, I'm thinking of doing something. And I was like, yes, 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 let's do it. Hurricane Maria happens. Yes. And then I returned from serving on the island mm-hmm. and I had an email from you. You were See? Yeah. You were gonna do your first episode. Oh my um, god. You didn't call it a podcast though. You no it, a, it was just like
0: a video interview right. and I a said A vlog. I, a vlog. And uh-huh. I said, I really want to do this show called Growing Up Latina. Right. And you were so nice to me, I remember. And you was like, Yes, let's Absolutely. go.
1: Absolutely. Um because if we don't have um, you know, platforms where we see people that look like us or hear our stories, we have to create them. Mm-hmm. And so I saw that opportunity, and I saw that like that avenue that you were trying to create for us and Latinas, and and you know, I saw your vision. So I was yes. like, absolutely, let's go. And now I, I sit back and I see all the incredible women that you've brought onto this platform, and I'm so very proud of you. Thank you. Um, because if you've accomplished so much in these past let's say, five years, I can only imagine what the next five oh. is going to bring. So Thank I'll be you. back. I'll be back. Oh, I already
0: know. <laughs> I already know. So when we did that interview, so let's let's kind of recap it right. for everyone. Right. So you go to Puerto Rico, right? which this was insane. Right. This was actually, like, one of my favorite parts of the interview because I had cut to the video. But you go to Puerto Rico, um, and everything was fine at first, right? Totally fine. Everything was fine. And then here in New York, I'm hearing... <laughs> There's a hurricane, Category Four, mm-hmm. is about to approach Puerto Rico,
1: and then and Category you Five. You are on
0: Instagram stories, dancing, dancing. <laughs> I was
1: taking pictures. Yes. I was jumping off of boats. There was no TV at the apartment that we were renting out, and um, it was it was crazy. We were one of the last flights that left the island. And and then that's when the real work started because that photo shoot changed my life. Um, that photo shoot, um, and I said it before, it gave me almost 20,000 followers like overnight. Um, and then the video came out. And then that, you know, that was just a simple little photo shoot that we t- decided to do the Friday before Hurricane Maria. And I was like, I'm going to save this picture for something beautiful or something great. When I land, the photographer had already posted it or post it. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Oh, okay. So he didn't listen to me. I was like, okay, then there's that. And and I felt compelled to repost it. Mm -hmm. Um, Through that photo, we were able to send and help so many people on the island. And it's unfortunate that something so sad or, you know, like a hurricane that brings so much destruction um, had to happen in order for me to be, I don't know, a little bit more popular
0: when it comes to social platforms. I think it was the timing of
1: it all. But it was a divine was, timing yeah. because I used it to, you know, bring in funds. I used mm-hmm. it to call in all the forces that we called in to, to help. And when I tell you, we sent over 250,000 pounds of like water, wheelchairs, medical beds, toiletries, things for seniors, things for babies, formula, like we we literally, yeah. and we were boots on ground. So mm-hmm. what has come from that, that maybe you and I didn't get to talk about because um it came later later mm-hmm. is is the PTSD that came from pouring so much of yourself and or seeing such situations and or living through certain scenarios no i wasn't there for the hurricane but serving i remember we were on two big big tow trucks and mm-hmm. we had all these like um boxes of things we were giving away And one of our tow trucks almost went back. A lot of people don't know. There was a lot of crazy things that, you know, went down and or that I saw or stories that I heard. And so when I'm back home completely comfortable and happy with my family, my loved ones in a warm bed, a dry bed. Mm-hmm. And I'm eating and feasting with my loved ones. And I'm like, damn, man, these people don't even have like cement on their floors or these people lost all their windows. It's raining again. So there was like this PTSD that I just kept going over there and mm-hmm. it would take my appetite. It would, it, would, wow. it, would, it would make me lose sleep, you know? So that's something that a lot of people don't know, but it's like serving in like a war, you know? It's kind right. of like- you see some really devastating things. you know you hear mm-hmm. some really compelling stories of people who maybe tried to commit suicide or they lost you know the the mom and dad of the family, and now it's just her and her brothers like so it just it it made me um realize that when I am helping and I'm doing my humanitarian efforts. It is so very important to also help myself Mm -hmm. um, and stay grounded because I felt like I stood spiritually grounded throughout that whole time, but I wasn't, um, it's like your phone. If you don't charge it, it's not going to work. That's right. It's not going to work today, tomorrow, the next day, the next day. And so I poured so much of me into everything and I left it all over there that when I got here, I didn't know what I was going to do, how I was going to do it, where to go, how to start again. Like It was weird. I think also, like, it was so,
0: like, automatic for you. Like, you didn't even think about. I like, didn't. It was, it was just like you automatically went into that, I want to help. Absolutely. What can I do?
1: Absolutely. Who do I know? Absolutely. Because I also felt like there was a lot of eyes on me. And if I didn't take uh, the opportunity by by hand and really, like, you know, be like, come on, I'm taking this opportunity. I'm going to make the best out of this. I didn't think it was going to be as grand as it was. But mm-hmm. when you, you know, like I said, I'm very spiritual. And when you ask God to use you and Mm -hmm. use you as a vessel for his work, then you might have to work with people you're not even cool with, but you gotta do the work. right? You know, you were, it's what comes with it. And so um, it was like a, what is it that they call it? Fight or flight type Mm -hmm. vibe. And so my stuff was just like, I need to take care of like all the people we left behind. Mm -hmm. And till this day, I say that I found my life's purpose, which is, you know, not only the entertainment, my music, that's like therapy and my art, but also being of service to other people who can't do nothing for me.
0: Right. Um, did you receive any backlash during that time?
1: Yes. A lot of people thought that I was putting out the photos of the photo shoot for attention. A lot of people were like, "Yeah, wow. You know, some people were like, oh, the, the crazy things people do for clickbait. And if they would have gone in and learned the story or mm-hmm. known that the photo shoot was a was from a Puerto Rican photographer. Ironically, the Friday before and that I came back to the island to serve and mm-hmm. that we helped as many people because when I tell you we helped thousands of families, we helped thousands of families. Yeah. And yeah. I have paperwork to prove that, you know, so that's mm-hmm. the beauty of it. That I'm we're not just talking Tainas Unidas wasn't just something like, Oh yeah, we're gonna nah, we said we we're gonna do this for a year. Una promesa.
0: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and we
1: did it. Wow. We did it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: My gosh, so much has happened. I remember in that interview, my first guest ever on Growing Up Latina, <laughs> um, in that interview, you were talking a lot about manifestation. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if you remember, but I think I either text you or DM'd you. And I said, remember when you were talking about manifestation? How do you do that? Mm-hmm. How do you manifest? Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I asked you at that time because... I felt like every vibe that you was putting out was li- and it was all good vibes. It was literally like <laughs> happening for you in real time and I was watching it go down and I was like, "Damn, I wonder like because for you to control your mind, that's a skill set." Right? Right? That means you have to drown out all the noise that's right. happening. Silence
1: everything. Silence and everything. The outside world, but also the inside world because right. there's always so much going on internally. Right. Like your internal voice, your little girl, your ego, mm-hmm. you know? And so sometimes we we get caught up in the, I'm going to do this. And then the little voice in the back of the head says, mm, you can't do that. That's right. going to flop. You're going to, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to be a smack. You're not going to accomplish anything. So it's silencing all the outside voices and then also silencing all the inside voices right. and tuning in right to what you want, but that's already on its way. So it's actually like when, when I sit to manifest or like to to pray or to speak to the universe, I, I'm i actually already in a place of gratitude because it's alwe- already on its way to me. Mm-hmm. So I, like the Grammy's already on its way. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, like there's yeah. so many things that are already on on their way. And I used to speak like this about a husband and finding someone that I could like, you know, um, emotionally and... and and physically and and spiritually match my energy and my effort and my vibe and my frequency. And so I mm-hmm. kind of manifested my husband. Like I remember writing a letter to the universe where I was very specific. Like I wanted a family man. Oh, the Chachi prayer
0: yeah she about her prayer. this is the this chachi the prayer. Chachi. how do you how do you get a man? How but, do you keep us?
1: Well, <laughs> can I be honest with you? Um, and I've said this a couple times prior to um before Kelvin came into my life, I was celibate for two years. And a lot wow. of my power for manifesting came from that celibacy. Because I wasn't sharing or letting nobody tap into my energy. Right, right, right. I, wasn't, I wasn't, mm-mm, I don't care how much money you have, I don't mm-hmm. care what profession you're in. Um, yeah, I didn't want anyone or, vamos a decir un vago, or alguien that is not motivated and, and driven. And right. so I was very specific with the universe and very specific with that letter that I wrote. And I wrote it in gratitude, like literally thanking God and the world for already giving me what I really, really needed. And wow. December 2018, I met Kelvin.
0: Wait, hold on. Now I have questions. <laughs> hold <laughs> the, the, the on, girl. On. <laughs> hold on. Because when I first interviewed you, you were definitely single.
1: Totally single. You
0: were single, mm-hmm. I remember.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and I was already in my celibate. I was already celibate.
0: So from the time that I... Interviewed And let me you. just say
1: something real quick. I am a very sexual person. So for me <laughs> to say that I was celibate, that takes a lot of discipline, a lot of self-respect, a lot of love for myself, a lot of <laughs> right. forgiving myself for, right, for right. things I've done or, you know, like it took a lot of like internal work. Some people say, oh, you got to do the work. You got to do the work. The work is ugly. It's not always pretty and cute right, or whatever. Right, right? But I just say that to say it was very difficult. It wasn't an easy-peasy stroll down the park. Like, there was temptation. Every time I was close to getting something I wanted, temptation came to knock on the door. Right. But right. I made sure that I stood focused on what the tunnel vision and what the bigger purpose was. And I'm happy I did that because, I mean, I'm married. But
0: wait, but how do you... So, it? I mean, what, you just make a decision and say, okay, starting Monday, starting... The first of the month, like, how does that go down? How no, do you make that decision? No,
1: no, no. I think it came from my last situation. Okay. Uh, my, my last situationship. <laughs> right, <And> right, So <laughs> And so um, I felt like um, I went out of my norm for mm. that. And it was, I kind of like didn't recognize myself in a weird way. And mm. I didn't like that person. When I sat myself down to sit down and look at my movie, let's say, right. I didn't like the person I was becoming. I didn't like. Were you
0: like angry? Like what? No, no.
1: It was like what did
0: you see in yourself that you, I guess, didn't like. um, And you don't have to like because you know.
1: Right, right. Um, It it just how 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 we share so freely ourselves with people, Mm
0: -hmm. whether
1: whether it's intimate, whether it's time, whether it's entertaining, um, a text or or someone's energy. Let's say. And so that one in particular, kind of like. When I really needed a person to speak to because I was in a really dark place after Hurricane Maria, mm-hmm. that wasn't that person was nowhere to be found. Mm. And or was very dismissive. And or I thank God that I was um strong because right. if I wasn't and I was in such a dark place, something could have gone weird, you know, right, or, right. or different. Right. You know, a scenario could have played out totally different. Right. So And I I didn't like that. Like I I felt like I needed to own my own power. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like I wanted to be very picky on who I shared myself with, Um, like I said, intimate wise, Mm -hmm. energetically, who I surrounded myself with. I detox my social platforms from time to time, not because I don't like people or because if I'm not feeling what you're posting, I don't want that to be the first thing I see or I don't want that as part of my movie. Let's yeah, say. you was
0: curating your energy. Right, right. Exactly.
1: So I was just very picky. And I kinda like, you know, um, it was the best work I've done. Um, I literally January of 2018, Sergio George calls me to do a Celia Cruz tribute with him and Tony Sugar, which is on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It has a little over four million views right now. Um, you, said that so, was, you said that so
0: humbly by Sergio like, <laughs> Sergio's <was> been somebody <laughs> mm-hmm. on,
1: on my radar Somebody that I've always wanted to work with mm-hmm. And so um, he had been a pianist in a band Or like popped in one time While I was at Lehman College And I was like oh my god And I guess that made him feel that Okay she could pull off the Celia tribute mm-hmm. So uh, Warner was doing a uh, Honoring him for being there for 20 years And they wanted his Celia catalog and so he did that and a little bit more and it was incredible. And from there I met my manager who called me out of nowhere, like through DM, let's say. And she's like, Hey, Melissa Maring." She's mm-hmm. like, Hey, um, where's your website? Where can I know more of you? Where can and I was like, um, I don't have a website. Um, I she was like, Your voice, tell me you have music. And I'm like, Yeah, but um, not really like my own stuff. It's stuff that I've helped people or I've worked on, or I've, you know, done backgrounds for theirs and she's like Uh, girl, we need to talk. Right. She's like, when are you gonna be in Florida? And so I was like, ironically, I'm gonna be with Sergio George in a couple, like next week, I think it was. And she was like, all right. I literally landed, went straight to her. We did a photo shoot. Literally, we did like maybe five looks. I went to the rehearsal with Sergio, came back. We got so much content, like the way we vibed. And I was like, okay, this is this is awesome. I always say that she was God's gift to me because he knew where I was and he knew Mm -hmm. all the like my my dreams and my visions and what the little girl me has always wanted. And mm-hmm. I felt like when he put Melly into my life, um, we're figuring it out together. Mm-hmm. You know? Like mm-hmm. it's and it's and it's beautiful. She was the first person that introduced me to the people that I that I did my first song with that I mm-hmm. released, Deja de Ver, uh, with Brian and uh Charlie Marciano and Maroon Rhythms. And she literally gave me like all her resources. Right. With no ego, no judgment, no, oh, she, like, like, just, I want to help you. Like, asking me for nothing. Like, and so in early 2020, I was like, you know what, Mel, we've been doing really good. I think we should, like, you know, make this serious. Like, I respect you. I respect your work. I'm like, how about we do paperwork for this? And let's, you know, we know that there's room for other people. To join mm-hmm. the team you know like booking management right, and right. agents and you know media this and you know so we know that there's ample room on the table but she's been one of the only people that has been like so hands-on from the very beginning her mm-hmm. and one of my very dear friends tj bones who Love does him. everything yeah. and anything for me and it's like those two are my like most solid members right now? Mm-hmm. You know, I have a great friend, Giovanna Perez from Tessa Entertainment. Who mm-hmm. she's always put me in the right rooms with the right people, and and you know, she's worked with a lot of A-list,
2: yeah. you know,
1: high-caliber clientele. Yeah. Um, but when I sit down to really think of like the nitty-gritty, who's stressing with me, who's sweating with me, That's who's right. crying with me, who's mm-hmm. you know really trying to figure it out, is like you know my Mel and Bones. So what you know. has she taught you? Mel, mm-hmm. patience, little grasshopper, patience. Yes, yes. Um, patience and um, to to trust, to trust, because I have a vision, but other people also have visions, and. Mm-hmm. She has a vision that I just admire and love because I feel like she's bold and she does things that I would never. Like she'll take mm-hmm. patterns, different patterns, and she'll be like this with this with this, and I'm like that doesn't match. But then she puts it on me, and I'm like, but it looks fucking cool. Right, right. I like the way yeah. It looks. So and you're taking chances, right? And that's right. Good. Um, patience. She's a very God-driven woman as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we like to incorporate, you know, prayer and 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 that blessing into everything we do. And I see how she's poured not only into me but to other talents. Um, and it's admirable. You know, it's yeah. good to have great people who have good intentions and good energy on your team. Because not always do you find people like that, you know? Right. Sometimes there's ulterior motives and, you know, people who wanna not you know, my take advantage. Range.
0: Hold on one minute. Oh,
1: if it's not your mother,
0: you better. Ivy, I'm interviewing Chachi right now. <laughs>
1: You're on the podcast, babe. Hi! (laughs) You too, mommy. (laughs) I love you. Hey, I have something big coming to SOBs in October. Um, I'll DM you. Oh, we're celebrating the turnip is real. Yes. All right, right. I will.
0: All right, bye.
1: That was our very dear friend
0: that's Andy. Ivy Rivera. she was on the show, and she supports you
1: heavy by her. the way,
0: right. and she's so heavy
1: and and we've only been like in the same room, I would say, like maybe twice um and yeah. and not even like um it's weird how some people that don't even know you support you harder than the people that run. Isn't that room. crazy? Is't that crazy It's crazy. It's why is crazy. that? Why I don't know, is because that? Because people, you know, look, but wait. misery enjoys company. Uh-huh. Right? It's not always about the misery stuff. It's sometimes, you know, I love you. I want to see you do great. But when you're doing great and better than them, it affects people. It's the ego. It's the ego. It's the ego. And so many times we can't check ourselves and be like, why are you bothered right now? Like, why are you triggered? Right. What's making you feel triggered right now? Right, right. And so, you know, but it's, it's okay because. Right. When I do what I do or when you do what you do, we shouldn't do it for the, you know, for anyone else but ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like it should be gratifying to us mm-hmm. more than to anybody else. And now if they enjoy it and they love it and they rock it, then great. But right. I'm not going to sit here and drive myself crazy. Right. If y'all don't rock or y'all don't see the vision or y'all don't want to be part of this, This, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. But that's why I find this so dope that you have a female manager. Yeah. Because it just shows that. Two females can work together.
1: Two Leos. Two fire two. signs. Oh. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a July Leo and she's an August um, August Leo. And there's never been any in these years that we've known each other. There has never been an argument. I think maybe one conversation where I was like, you know, I don't think I really enjoyed the way. Right, but right. we know how to communicate with one another. Mm-hmm. And we know timing. Timing. timing is Being everything. impeccable with that timing. Knowing when and when not to. Right. Because, you know, something that could be minute, if you bring it up at the wrong time, could explode into something yeah. crazy. But if you catch the person at the right time, it's like, hey, remember? It's timing and wording right. for me. Right. Approach, right? Approach yes. your tone. Because if you come to me and you high-pitched and you... I'm going to be like, whoa, I'm going to take my earrings right. off and be like, <laughs> take my shoe right. off. Hold on. Right. vaselina. But um, no, no, no. She's so, awesome. She's awesome. And yeah. so... 2018 turned into an incredible year. Like, I met Mel, I worked with Sergio, I worked with Tony Sucar, um, Romeo, uh, I worked with Romeo, I worked with Don Omar, I toured with the guys. Literally, that was what funded the album. So what you guys are gonna hear, and and what it's a production that I literally sweated for. Yeah, I cried. I was tired. There was times where you know my back ached, or I fell in Mocha. I had a big old crazy scar in my in my knee. Oh yeah. My God. So it's it's literally like the blood, sweat, and tears. Like it is all poured into every single record that I have decided to put in La Chachi, mm-hmm. um, and I'm so very proud of it. Not only because I've produce this financially myself but because it's like it's like pages to my my life story pages to mm-hmm. my diary in different times of my life you know when it was great when it was not great when it was yeah. I don't know what it is but I like it like right, you know right. so it's it's um they're all so very personal all of them so they're all like my little babies and how ironic that I was able to finish that project while pregnant
0: well, hold on. Before we get there, and
1: then we got there,
0: and then we got there. <laughs> um. So yeah, so much has changed, right? So, so then you got married.
1: I got married. Had a baby. I had a baby. Like, I know. I was, it, but it was perfect. It was perfect. Um. My son is exactly what I was gonna say.
0: How did that happen? But we know how it happened. But <laughs> a little practice. <laughs> a little we practice know how it I- happened. But how does? Is this something that you, have you always said, hey, I want to be a mom? Like, Um, how does
1: this... I always had the maternal instinct in me. I take care of people. I like to take care of people, right? So I've always been the one to like take care of my friends and everybody around me. So Mm -hmm. I knew that I had that maternal thing to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Did I project my child um, happening a year and a half ago, two years ago? No. Because I was like so in it to win it when it came to my project. And I was so very ready. Mm -hmm. Um, But... God doesn't make mistakes, especially when it comes to timing. Yeah, And Eden came into my life exactly when I needed him. Um, he's been the biggest blessing. So adorable. Um, <laughs> he's um, so cute. Kelvin is an incredible partner. I think that's the difference, that with all the other guys that I had dated or seen myself with or, you know, had relationships with, I never saw myself giving any of them a child. Right. None of them.
0: None of them. None of them.
1: Ninguno. But for some reason, Kelvin. But for some reason, when Kelvin came into my life, I just.
0: Can you break down real quick how he came into your life? There. I need to understand this part. So, um was it a look? Did you see him in a club? No, was ironically, some-
1: uh so Chef Kelvin and I had been Chef following Kel- our like following each other's journey for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So we were social media friends. Okay. Never met in person. We had I had invited him to some of my shows. He had invited me to like some of the restaurants that he was working at, La Marina, the Strand. Right. But I was always so busy. He was always so busy. We just kept missing each other. That was God. There was a reason as right. to why we met when we met, because if we would have met any Sooner, he was not going to be ready. I probably would have killed him. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm an actress, guys. Right, Relax. Right. Um, so,
0: I mean, but, but did you feel like if he would have come into your life sooner, would you have been ready for
1: that? No, absolutely not. I wasn't yeah. done. That's real. I wasn't done. That's I was, real. You know, exploring, learning, right. growing. Right, you right. Know, so, um, it was perfect timing. It had, right. it, it had to happen the way it did. Okay. So when we finally met a friend, Marcel, mm-hmm. had a birthday party. She had like a spa birthday party. She's an influencer. Oh, Nulis. So, yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. so she invited a couple of like influencer people. Mm-hmm. She, um, she invited Kelvin, um, or hired him to like cater the mm-hmm. event. I didn't think there was going to be more food because it was already like, you know, little, you know, empanadas yeah. and, and mm-hmm. arequipes and stuff. So I'm like, oh, there's, there's food. Right. But there was a sit-down dinner at the end, which was really cool. So I'm in the I'm in the kitchen with Kiana, mm-hmm. sipping on some wine, and in yes. walks Chef Calvin, And I I looked at him and I looked at my wine because I was like, maybe I should stop drinking. <laughs> because I felt like energetically, right, right. I, energetically, I was like. <laughs> It, like his energy captivated me, and I'm I hadn't felt like that in a long right, time. Right. So I'm like, maybe I just stop drinking. <laughs> I've been <laughs> here for a while, and butte I had like maybe two glasses of wine, um, and of course I was right. kicking in with my sister Kiana, and we we don't see each other often. So right. when we do see each other, there's a lot to fill each other in on. Right, she had never met Kelvin either, and same thing she had always like tried to contact him to work on some stuff together. Right. So it was just a, a dope moment for all of us because we finally got to meet him. Right. And I'm looking at this man in his element, and I am just like, I love to see, like, bosses. Like, right, I like right. a boss, you know? And that sh- turns me on. Mm-hmm. So I'm seeing him, like, very much in control of that kitchen. Like, he made that kitchen his And I right. was like, okay. I was impressed. <laughs> I was like, and it smells great in here? Bad out there. <laughs> um, so it was, it was just a cool vibe and a... a like just fresh air. Mm-hmm. And and it was noticeable. And so then like a week later, he was teaching us on his live how to do Instagram lives had just started around that time, how mm-hmm. to do um, a flang de coco. And I took mm-hmm. notes. I've actually done it for my friends. It's nice. like, it's a, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. And then like a couple days after that, he was doing a skirt steak with a chimichurri sauce. And I started taking notes, but then he started talking really, really fast and it just went into something else, and I was mm-hmm. like, I, do. I can't." So I threw the notebook, and I was like, "I'm not doing this." And I just very ballsy, I wrote, "Marry me." What? And what the- do you mean? Wait, you DM'd this? No, in the live. Oh, you? <laughs> now, on the live? You commented on the live, "Marry me." Marry me. And um, we we'll look at the camera, <laughs> and the girl he was dating, <laughs> and the girl he was dating took a screenshot and sent it to him. No. And she asked who was China Nation. Mm-hmm. It's not China, China Nation, Na- right? <laughs> so China Nation. So he, when she sends him the photo, he's like, "No, that's Chachi Nation. Like, no, that's like, that's totally cool. Like, no, right, right. it's not even." But it showed, I guess, aside from her, that he wasn't feeling her or whatnot. So he contacted me. He was like, "Hey," he DMs me. He's like, um, "He sends me the screenshot.
0: Oh my god!"
1: And he's like, "Don't flirt with me because you're hungry." I was like, "Oh." he's also a leo. Oh my god. So I'm surrounded by nothing but fire. Right, um, right. Um so he's also a leo and um and then and then we we so I I told him I said no um I was like how about we go on a date and I was like maybe you don't have to cook You for me. were very bold. I was bold. like you don't have to cook, you don't have to cook for me. But think about it. Why not be bold? I'm right, an independent. Right. Um, Boss, Mm -hmm. entrepreneur, getting her own money, traveling the world, single for two years, enjoying all these beautiful things in life, solita. Right. So a part of me didn't want to continue to live my life solita, let's say. And I did say it jokingly. I didn't really mean like marry me. Because though I knew there was some type of like chemistry or some type of something there. There was Like, yeah, I'm not going to like. So he's like, oh, well. He's like, I'm not going to cook for you for like the first five, six dates. And I remember Raina was doing my hair and makeup and she's oh, like, why are you laughing? Him. Like, why are you? And I'm like, yo, he's very sure of himself, Deke, four or five dates. I'm like, lucky <laughs> if he gets through one, right? <laughs> just because I know right. me and I know how picky I was or not picky, but I was just not beef for settling. Right, like, right. I was like, I'm not getting any younger and I know what I bring to the table and I know who I am. And right. I just want somebody to match my energy. And then we went out and we started dating and then oh it turned into, yeah, like he matched my energy. Like,
0: So when did you know? Was it from that moment that you said, marry me, that he could be the one? Or was it after a couple of dates? I think it was where, after
1: a couple of dates. Where you was
0: like, he's the one. Nah, the after one.
1: a couple of dates when I saw that he could hold a good conversation. Right. That he was funny, that he, um, that he was a family man. Um, our first trip together was to Greece. I was on tour Hi. with the Omar. So I was already I was already in Spain and Europe and that side of the world. And he's like, our birthdays are coming up. And I was like, I know. Ironically, I'm out here. And he was like, well, how about we go somewhere? And I was like, I don't want to go all the way back to New York to come right. all the way back. Like, where do you want to go? And he was like, well, Greece is... like, a- Greece? Go ahead with your best self. So he took me to Santorini. He took me oh to my Mykonos. God. He took me to... Um, to Athens. Um, and I remember thinking, I'm like, this would have been the perfect trip for like an engagement or like because it's so dreamy and just yes, beautiful. Yes. But it was nice that we were able to get to know one another as well and kind of like, you know, it's the first trip we said we loved each other in Greece. Go oh figure. Oh my God, I um, love that. Ah, it's so cheesy. I, I love that.
0: <laughs> but wait, so when did he cook for you? When was the first oh, time? And so, what did
1: he make? No, so he was at the time at Last Lap. Okay. And so I went to see him there for one of my homegirls' birthdays. We mm-hmm. were like, let's go to Last Lab, let's support. And, you know, and then another time oh, sorry. And then another time he asked me, um he asked me to like meet him at the restaurant. And so I met him, um, and another friend as well came with me. Cause I was like, you know, still trying to get to know him and yeah. I knew he was working and um he cooked for me and I was like, Wow, this is this is really freaking awesome. Yeah. But I also had some of the food that night at Nudie's birthday. I, yeah. So mm-hmm. I had already kind of like had his cooking. Mm-hmm. Um it was his chicken and waffles for me. We love
0: that. It was. It was. That's what we it was. love that. That's what it was. We that's, love
1: that. Oh my god! And then, like I said, um, we we. And then we somehow, started dating. yeah, you like getting engaged. Like, what the hell? We started dating. We were. I was taking it, you know, very serious because, like I said, I wasn't at a. I wasn't at a place of wanting to play games, and mm-hmm. I was very um, transparent with him. Like mm-hmm. I'm. I'm at a place in my life, I'm this age. I'm at a place in my life that I, you know, I would like to settle down. I would like to, you know, like have a partner. Right. You right. Know, not do it alone. Because yeah. I've always felt like either it goes great for the career aspect of my life and then the love life not so much. And right. then, or vice versa. And so here I feel like there is a beautiful harmony, a harmonic balance where we push each other to scary limits when mm-hmm. it comes to our fields. Um and he does it to me. I do it to him. Like, what what are you doing now? What are you doing next? When's the next song coming out? Right. Even during like my um, my maternity leave, I called it. Mm-hmm. He was like, you know, he he was always very patient and and awesome. Like, right. not rushing me to come back because he really wanted me to feel like myself. Mm-hmm. You know, before mm-hmm. I even decided to take that step. But listening to some music on the radio and just listening to music in general, he's like, oh my god, babe, hurry up and put this right. album out. <laughs> this trash, and yeah. I'm like, oh. So the first time I've
0: actually seen you guys together, this was the first time I found out that you guys were, I don't even know if you guys were officially, had to be you guys were officially a couple at this time. You did your Winter Wonderland,
1: right? Winter Wonderlust.
0: Yeah, sorry, yeah, Winter winter Wonderlust, Mm -hmm. right? It was my birthday that day. Um. So I go to. I was like, no, I have to see Chachi on my birthday. Like, I made all of my friends. I'm like, no, we're getting a table. I have to see Chachi. I said, Chef Kelvin's. He's gonna be there as well. I want the coquito. So I'm like naive. I'm like, yeah, you know, this is great. It's a great combination. Like, who would have thought? And then you finish performing, and he goes on stage, and I see a kiss, and I'm like, well, what? The- <laughs>
2: I'm like,
1: what just happened? And I'm like. They're together? Yeah. So technically, so remember, we met December 2018 mm-hmm. and we dated all 2019, but mm-hmm. we kept it under right. know, undercover because right. he's a public figure. I'm a public figure. Mm-hmm. You know, so many relationships, you don't really know if it's going to last, if it's going to work, if it's going to. So we were just precautious mm-hmm. for his image, for my image. Um, I had never posted a man on my platform ever. So when I kind of posted him, my friends were like, oh, this is serious. Right, right. I'm like, it oh, is- okay. One of my... joy, she called, me mira. Yes. And I'm like, she's like, que paso? Esperate, que paso? And I'm like, right. nothing. It's good. It's cool. Everything's great. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, like we we dated all 2019, and then we decided to work together in December. So we created Winter Wonderlust, which was a burlesque show, which yes. we are thinking of bringing back. You must now 2023 December. You must. December 2023. Um, we're already looking for a location for that. And um, I challenged him, and he says that he thought I was crazy because we got this. Like we saw different restaurants, and I was not happy because it didn't. Go with the vision that I had for the for the burlesque show.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so we found this area, this spot in on 36th Street. It was like a complete white canvas. Yes. So we literally transformed it to what we needed it to be. There was no real kitchen. So everything that he made, like he was like a magician. Like he really pulled it out of his sleeves because there was no real kitchen for him to like do his thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So we, I was so proud, and he was like, he thought I was crazy. He told me this on the drive back, um we sold out the show. Like yes. within 24 hours we sold 150 tickets and then we had to open a second date and that sold within another 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So within 48 hours we sold two shows, which was pretty impressive and I was like, "Wow, like I could do that with a week or two weeks." Right. But with him, I'm like we do it like it's it literally flies. Yeah. So um
0: but how is that experience working with your husband like that's?
1: Well, I kind of saw him in the kitchen before, so I already saw the boss and I saw right. the characteristics. And I, when I see Kelvin, I see literally we're two different fields, but we're kind of like the same person. Right, right. So he's very hands on. He is a real leader.
2: Mm-hmm. Like he's
1: not going to tell you to do something if he's not doing it himself or if he hasn't already done it. Or right, ha- right. So um, and I just you know I love how respectful he is. I feel like a lot of chefs have a bad rep um, mm-hmm. in the kitchen. Um, Obviously, when someone gets burned or cut or hurt, you you curse because it hurts or whatever the case is. But Kelvin is not the disrespectful type of person who is going to insult somebody or call somebody outside of their name, especially in the kitchen. Right. And so self-respect and respecting other people, that's what I'm about. And so seeing him in his element... And him seeing me with my band and my element and doing what I do and, you know, taking like complete charge of like the whole room on how I wanted the lights, how I wanted the stage, how I wanted the flowers, how I wanted, what I wanted, what I didn't want, what was allowed, what wasn't. Like, it really like, I guess he saw a side of me that he hadn't seen and I saw a side of him that I hadn't seen. And it was, I was like, yeah, this is going to freaking work. I was a little nervous to kind of like come out but I was like you know what it is what it is you have to and, bring it back and I was proud of us and yes. happy and like you know like like power couple like that kind that's, of like that's power exactly moves, what it felt like you know like. yeah so and I gave him a kiss publicly and that's when everybody I up. was like whoa they were like this burlesque show turned into something yeah, else. yeah I was quick. like what happened people were shocked but I, mean, I was we had very already, shocked yeah like our closest closest friends they, they knew. knew yeah but um I feel like we kind of like solidified it for everyone there um, and then we continued to date, um, continued all through the pandemic. And yeah, I, I just... But then now you're a mom. Yeah. I'm a mom.
0: That changes everything. That changed me.
1: That changed like how? Everything. So
0: what are some of the changes that happened there? Because that's like...
1: There's a lot more. Um,
0: and you actually shared, not the entire journey, but you did share, which we'll get into, like... That postpartum.
1: I'm gonna write a book about that.
0: You first of all, you I must write to. a book because you have stories for days. I so,
1: and well, well, it's it's gonna come little by little, right? Because yeah. I feel like there's still so much that that I want to happen and that I want to have in a book. So right now, real talk, real talk. The idea is to do my one woman show next year.
0: Oh, you would be amazing. Yes, that would be. So that's gonna go crazy. I'm that's already, gonna go crazy.
1: I'm already in conversation with the producers from "I Like It Like That" and "Say I Love and That." Hector Labo. I love and that. And so we're already at the drawing table, and so we're projecting for next year. It's gonna be a lot of work, and it's gonna be a very vulnerable piece. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there are a lot of people are gonna learn the different layers to me, like uh, with no filter. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like that's the beauty of theater and that's the beauty of art. That it's just you simply bringing up a mirror to society so that they can see themselves real quick. Yeah,
0: yeah. You
1: know, and it's just like I want to be as authentic to myself as possible. And I know it might make some people clutch their pearls. I know it might make some people, you know, want to sit up right and a little uncomfortable. But I like that art Mm -hmm. is supposed to do that. So, sorry, I went real
0: quick. No, so, I love that. that but how how do you, and that's something that I've always respected about you, how authentic you are. I tune into your lives at 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know if you're like this, but I'm I'm always doing this. I actually take a shower with my phone. It's weird. Okay. So I have it like, doop. Right okay. there, and that's usually how I catch up on, like, my podcasts, my YouTubes, and stuff like that. Okay. So, Chachi, you're in the shower with me, is okay. what I'm saying.
1: The next slide. I'm going to be like, mira, Ali, tapate eso, mi. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the shower with
0: me, and I just love to just see you in your element, and, girl, like, you don't even care. Like, you'll just, you'll be waking up, like, all right, so I'm going to go to the gym, and I didn't want to get up out of bed, but here we are. How do you make that decision to just say, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to show the real what it is and and, and show the process because you really did show that process. Right. I think- And um, it wasn't easy. We get
1: so caught up in the superficial, right? And with these platforms, these filters, the tweaking of our bodies, whether it's an app that makes me look snatched in the face or it's an app that I can cinch my waist a little bit because Mm. I ate too many empanadas- or whatever the case is. And mm-hmm. so I want to show the regular girl, like the the one who's struggling, the one who feels like she's suffocating. Mm-hmm. I want to show her that I am her and she is me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that you could do anything you put your mind to. Um, that it's not easy. That there will be days that you want to quit. There will be days that you're going to cry. There will be days that you don't feel like getting up and you're going to, I'm going to take a personal day and not do nothing. Ni bañarte. But... <laughs> It's right. that's the right. reality. And that that reality is the beauty that makes us human beings. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like people don't put their problems on the gram or on social platforms. People don't put when they're struggling, when they're depressed, when they're about to commit suicide, when they're about to do crazy stuff. Some people do, and it is mm-hmm. a cry for help. Before I used to be like, oh, that's just for attention. But mm-hmm. that is a cry for help because that's probably their last lifeline.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I just want people to see me and be like, damn, this girl, she's me. Like, that's what I look like when I wake up in the morning in cha, you know? Like, some mm-hmm. people be like, no the eyes look <laughs> chinky. I'm like, I've always had chinky eyes. Mm-hmm. The people that know me know that when I cry, my eyes get so chinky and froggy yeah. looking. It looks like I smoked a blunt. But <laughs> yes. the people that know me yeah, know yeah. that. Like, Raina, mm-hmm. she'll be like, you was crying. Mel, yeah. you, was, you was crying. And because they know how my f- my features or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. I just want to show people um, that it's okay to be normal. It's okay to have problems. It's okay to have self-doubt. Um, it's okay to, you know, not feel your best, but it's also not okay to stay there. Right. And what are you going to do to change that situation? What are you going to do to transform? Or what are you going to do to like, you know, take you out of your uncomfortable zone, mm-hmm. right? So I feel like in being authentic, and I, and there was a part of me before the pandemic that I feel like I wasn't being authentic to myself when I started releasing the music that I started releasing in 2019 and in 2018, because I was being influenced by the people that I was on stage with, the people that I was around. Mm -hmm. And so I think it was a beautiful thing that as a writer, I was able to like channel that into what it was that I was creating. Right. So, but at the same time, when the pandemic happened and I sat down with myself and I thought, damn, if, if this is really the end all of end all, right? Like let me play my story back let me play my life back right mm-hmm. and i was so very grateful from all the stages that i had been on for all the colleagues all the people i came across like every person from a from a sound tech to a lighting tech to to photographers to like literally i thought of everybody and i just thank god for everyone and then i also said damn but this music doesn't really represent me like when you go to one of my live shows that girl's not there yeah because who I am in person, my voice, my mm-hmm. sound, my like that frequency that this that this gift God gave me mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. is is uh, energetically something else. So I felt like it was a disservice to be putting out music just to put it out, right? Spending money just to spend it and put videos out. And I mean, creatively we were growing. The right. team was learning each other, and we were doing great work. Mm-hmm. But with who I am as an artist and who I want, what I want my voice to be, Mm -hmm. I was still shutting her up. I wasn't really being authentic or true to myself. So that's why Mm -hmm. when post-pandemic, right, Mm -hmm. now different person, I'm a whole mother, I'm Eden's mother. What the what? I have a responsibility. My son needs to know exactly who I am, not the representation of who I want people to think I am. No, I want him to know exactly who I am. and my sound and my album, and there were songs that didn't make it. And they're great songs. And I don't mind giving it to a Becky G, or I don't mm-hmm. mind pitching it to a Jennifer Lopez, or I mm-hmm. don't mind even pitching it to a Carol G.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I wanted La Chachi to be my real voice. So that when you hear La Chachi the album, and when you go see me live, you're like, that's the same girl. So
0: what what would you say is the difference now? Like, obviously you spoke a little bit about it, but the like- voice the voice the voice but, the message but we okay we hear this all the time the voice the voice the voice how do you find your voice how did you find your voice like how did you tap into that energetically and then say all right this is this is really what i want to push now
1: i had to shut up all those voices in my head that were telling me like that song is not good enough that was like a song that you wrote 20 years ago that's not a that's not that's not commercial enough it's a business, it's a music business, be commercial, be strategic. You so know? you was looking at
0: the industry as a business and I'm gonna put this out because this is what's gonna sell. This is what's, this gonna, is what's with, selling, this is right. what's hot. This, this is what's, what's hot right now. This is
1: the vibe, this is what's right. happening. So know? then for you to say, <laughs> like, it was like, why am I trying to go into lanes that there are already people there? When I have a whole freaking lane and I'm walking, strutting, skipping, running and ain't nobody coming to this one. So
0: Yo, that's not? exactly how I felt about this show.
1: So why not?
0: I always felt, for some strange reason, I always went into the hip-hop industry. Hip-hop, because that's all I know, oh. right? That's how I grew up. I love hip-hop music. And I just remember saying, like, I'm just going to go there. Real like, quick. I'm just going to go right there. And for some reason, the there was where I found home.
1: Mira, yeah. Right.
0: Like, this is, like, where I feel like I thrive. This is where I feel like I'm my most authentic. And it takes years. you're not nervous.
1: You're not nervous. It's it's like, okay. You're nervous because you're, you're excited and you care about it. Right. But you're not nervous, like, when you're going into something that's just... I think nerves is a way of our body talking to us, too. What, like, what? Yeah, what does it
0: say? Like, like what? Do, no, like, like, what do your nerves tell you? Like, what the
1: fuck no, does it no, say? No, but like, <laughs> like energetically, you haven't uh-huh. been in a room and somebody will walk in and all of a sudden your stomach will start to do something. Yeah, like, yeah. Or, or, like, or you're like, why do I feel riled up?
2: Like, mm-hmm. nothing
1: happened. Everything's great. I got paid today. Like, you know, got right. some last night. Like, right, I'm happy. Right. Why do I feel. It's energy and people. Mm -hmm. And so we gotta be very careful with, you know, what we what we surround and who we surround ourselves with. Correct. All the time. How long did it take you to make this project? La Chachi. I started in January 2018. In five years. Jesus. (laughs) That's crazy. Yes. Yes. Wow. And and I've done this project with so much respect and integrity to myself. I didn't have to sell myself short. I didn't have to settle. I paid for exactly what I wanted and I got it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I was patient with the process. I'm not doing what people want me to do. I'm doing what I wanna do. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I've also had people in the industry that I admire that would be like, oh yeah, don't do salsa. That's that 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 music is not making no money. And then turn around and sign a salsa artist, and it's like, wait, what? You just told me not to do salsa. Now you, I'm confuzzled. Right, but whatever. (laughs) But I had an awesome conversation one time with um, Anthony Romeo, Mm -hmm. and I was recording. um, He he called me in because he had a remix with and Arcangel for Porque Sigues Con El. So I thought he was gonna bring me in. A girl. I thought he was gonna bring me in to (laughs) sing some shit. Right, right. right? I'm like, Mm -hmm. let me. I'm ready. Right. I am ready. You're always up. ready, by the way. And so, six a.m. ready. And so, he brings me in to do apetito and I was like, "Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you real? This is right. what you need me to do." But that day we had our best conversation where we like really got to know one another on a like personal level, and right. on a like what do you want out of life and vice versa. And he picked my brain, I picked his, and you know, you know, people told him not to do bachata. You imagine. Romeo,
2: like, not doing bachata.
1: You imagine a world without Romeo? No.
2: Exactly. No. I and can't. people
1: were telling him when he was younger, like, no, don't do that music. That music doesn't sell. That music is not for young people. That music's not commercial. Eso es barrial, like, like from the ghettos. Nah. And look at how this man transformed this genre into an international, multi million dollar yes. genre. Because I'm sorry, he sold out MetLife with 82,500 people. <sighs> Come on. Okay. And I was there on stage with him. And that was freaking euphoric as fudge. You've had so many moments in your career. So many. It's it's crazy to me. The fact that I used to, this is going to be part of the show. The fact that I used to see these people while being a fan. And looking at them on stage and seeing the girls and being like, I could do that. I could totally do that. And seeing myself up there. But I wasn't being specific with the universe. I was looking at the girls. I wasn't looking at him. Mm-hmm. So now you have to be specific with the universe. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, I want the front. Right. I don't want the 20, 20 feet behind mm-hmm. stardom. I want front row and center. That's right. I want Now I'm looking at him. I'm looking at, like, when I went to the Drake concert, I'm looking at Drake. Like, that's the role I want. I know his guy, whatever. But, right, like, right. those are the... Carol G, you know? I was telling my husband, I'm like, I'm kind of a little bummed that I didn't, like... Get tickets because I've been following her since forever. She's so dope. We've met in different yeah, opportunities. Yeah. She's been so beautiful and humble. She's always taking pictures, like super like the vibe, always so great. I'm like, I'm kinda of bummed I didn't do it. And he's like, You want them? I'm like, I think it's sold out, whatever. But seeing her, like, I'm so proud of her.
2: Mm-hmm. Especially
1: following her journey. And and it's not yeah. always like beautiful and pretty. Sometimes you have to kind of, you know, go through bochornos and embarrassments yeah. and all crazy yeah, type yeah. stuff. So, it's now I'm looking at them like, okay, I'm being very specific with the universe on what it is. Like, I want to be the headliner. I want to be the one selling out. I want to be the one, you know, on a world tour.
0: <laughs> How do you, you know, I've always wanted to ask, because every time I see you on stage, there's like this different mm-hmm. person that comes out. Right. I don't even know if you have control over this person no. that I see on stage. No. It's crazy. Where does that come from? So and is that nerves that turn into like what we see there like what's, I, I, like what adrenaline. is that
1: It's an adrenaline. It definitely feels like I adrenaline. In Yo, me. it's crazy um, to see. But I have to be honest, I think that is my ego. Really? I think that is and I think that's why I feel most comfortable on stage because I do not No, you don't. You don't. And so and, and and I get that from seeing women, incredible women, like the Celias, like on some, Isidro, no me diste el tono. Yeah. And they're recording, the. and she's like, el tono. Mm. Yeah. I ain't starting till you give me the, yep, you know, yep. you see La India, you see La Lupe, or you know, like old school, like these women had like some, just the cojones, yes. you know? Like, yes. Like, you know, the Evie Queens, like the the, that royalty, you know, like. And I yes. feel like it's an ego thing that I I just let go, and I just I, I just allow myself to be, be. Insane. And I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what I'm gonna sing. I don't know what, like, I don't know if I'm going to go into dance, if I'm going to take off my shoes and just start dancing. like. Which you've done that as I've, well. Which I've done. You've literally kicked off
0: your shoes with My red time. bottoms
1: at that, like, bang, Yes, bang, no me importa. And, <laughs> yes. You know, but that's yes. La Lupe. Anytime I do La Lupe, I try to, like, evoke her as much as possible and just kind of, like, you know, like, just just come on, let's, let's do this, you know, because mm-hmm. it's not just me up there. Not when I'm representing them.
0: Right, and right. And their
1: legacy and their, like, trajectory and their, you know... So, but I feel like on stage is where I really let my ego be. Mm-hmm. It's where I just allow myself. So beautiful. And I'm happy that you guys, or that you were able to sense the difference of who oh, this person is sh- and then of who that person is, you know? Um, it's, it's, it's,
0: it's transformative is what is what happens. Like it's like the polar opposite. And not, cause you, you always been fun and like very spicy, but then when you get on stage, it's like something takes over.
1: Yeah, and 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 I love it. I know I love it too. I genuinely I fe- love but it. But as an
0: audience member, as someone that's watching it go down, it's the feeling that you give us. That's like it's like the goosies. And real talk. I, and like, that's a
1: god given gift. I have to be honest because there's no other way to put it. It's it's something that I've had with me since I was a young girl, because I've been dancing and and singing and acting and since I was a little girl. So yeah. it's never been like it's not a new thing to me. Um, I, I sometimes say that I feel more comfortable on stage than I do in real life. I could see that. You know, because I, I feel like up that. there it's like I'm in my element. Yeah. I'm in my world. Yeah, that's
0: what i doesn't say. You're in I'm your in element.
1: my world and I'm letting you guys experience it. Mm-hmm. Like without, you know, doing it in, behind closed doors, let's say. So
0: I always say about your voice, I <laughs> there's only a few people that do this for me. Um, where, like, your voice and the way it sounds, it's, like, already mixed and mastered. Mm. It's, Mm. like, I I would say you, John Legend, is like this. Like, John Legend, he could sing right now, and it's like, wow, I never heard someone's voice mixed and mastered already. (laughs) Like, it's crazy. Um, And I'm always, like... Chachi sing every time. I, Chachi sing, sing. I don't I'm think like, there's do been a time where we've
1: been together where you have not put me on the spot.
0: I literally always tell you to sing. Always. Always. I
1: know. Our coming. last interview. I know it's coming.
0: <laughs> our dinner. Remember the, the dinner? dinner? Yes. I'm she like, had me singing Chachi, over music. Sing.
1: I'm like, babe, there's mad music coming I'm like, I don't care sing.
0: You got you I gotta sing. Sing. You to sing. Do
1: it. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking, but okay.
0: So Chachi, mm. you know I'm going to ask you to sing. Well, Chachi I'm sing.
1: This. You have to. Well, of course. I'll, I'll do a little bit of Una Noche, which is my new single that's out. Um, we're actually getting, we're really excited because we're going to get, we're going to do the, the video for it. And this video is going to be totally different than any other video I've done before because it's not like an actual treatment. It's going to actually be a performance video with an audience. And it's going to be, oh, SO- that's fire. And it's going to be at SOBs in October. Oh. So I need everybody. If you're seeing this and you support the girl, I need everybody to come out to that because it's going to be legendary, one. Um, you're going to be part of history because that video is going to be like a time stamp in time, right? Yes. Um, And I'm so happy that the song came out first because so many people have already fallen in love with the song and already have learned the song mm-hmm. and already that I feel like it's going to be such a dope moment to have you guys singing it back to me. So I could already see it.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, also, by the way, the looks that you've been serving for this entire project. Oh,
1: thank you. Ooh. And it takes a lot because, you know, not feeling very comfortable after pregnancy is a whole other story. But I'm going to give you a little bit of Una Noche, and then um, which was a song that I wrote 20 years ago. And wow. I felt it was very important to bring her out as the first song of this project because she's been patiently waiting. Like I've been patiently waiting for my turn. So Yeah. So it goes like this. Let me turn on my mix and master. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like tip tip. <laughs> um, it goes...
2: Dame solo una noche, para costarme a tu lado, voy a besarte la boca. Y enamorarme de tus labios. Dame solo una noche. Para acostarme a tu lado. Y cuando grites mi nombre. Sentirás cuánto te amo. Es que en un beso y nada más. Tú puedes llevarme a donde quiero estar. Y con una mirada intensa me librarás de esta pena de amar. Yo solo quiero una noche, una caricia, una mirada. Un beso, una sonrisa de tu cara, dos palabras de tu boca que me hagan sentir muy bien, que me enseñen que como mujer no te falle y es que me encanta tu perfume, el dulce aroma de tu las caricias de tus manos que me hacen sentir muy bien esa sonrisa encantadora y tu forma de reír son todas esas cosas las que me atraen a ti girl <laughs> I, I'm gonna say this
0: right now you are singing at my wedding. Okay, of course. Like, and I know everybody's <laughs> always asking, how can we get Chachi to sing at the wedding? Like, you, you could book that me. That was so beautiful. Thank you. Like, I swear, like, I get always teary eyes just when I hear you sing. Like, thank you. there's something that you do to me. Like, it's thank crazy. You, sis. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Oh my god. That song is one of my babies. She's 20 years old. <sighs> um, she's uh, She's beautiful. I wrote it for for what I thought was my first love. But then after you go through life, you find out that sometimes it's lust Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's infatuation. And at 17, I was writing things like that. So she's been with me for so long. And I felt like it was only right that I introduced her to the world because she is, when you go see me live, she's that girl. Yeah. And I felt like the other music wasn't really doing that. And I love the other music and it's going to be great for festivals and for up temple things and for like, you know, but... Where I feel best and most at home, and and like comfortable and confident in my in my instrument, mm-hmm. is is there like really telling stories, ballads, like soulful. Um, I look at it like after La Lupe, because mm-hmm. Celia was the queen of salsa, but La Lupe actually came and she was doing bilingual music mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. in the day, like sixties. Yeah. You know, bilingual. She was on like actual like TV shows english tv shows and they named her the queen of latin soul and i feel like the way celia has la india which is the princess mm-hmm. i'm like i'm gonna sit and wait patiently for that title because yes. there's a princess of latin soul that's missing it's gonna leave that there so and i feel like you with manifested music, in real time right, girl with my music and with you know these these uh pages of what my soundtrack of my life my diary have been I feel like people are going to be really connected. With How many songs music. do
0: you have on this album?
1: That I have or on this album? because Well, no, album, on this album. Story.
0: that Well, I know, girl, I already know you have a right, roll of right, right, right. of music. Right now,
1: um, we have nine. Okay. And we're going to do Una Noche en Salsa. Okay. So that most likely would be 10. And then there's one more that I want to play with. Okay. Because I feel like there's, that aspect of me is missing in that project. And in order for it to be well-rounded, I feel like I need to incorporate that. I have a very big Dominican following. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my followers have come from my work with Romeo. And um, Dominican Republic has always been so nice to me. So, siempre llevo la República Dominicana, mi corazoncito, aunque sea puertorriqueña. I mean, por mi esposo, por el niño, y de amor. I'm like, you know, a little... Does Eden
0: make do. a a feature on this? Do we get to hear um, Eden's voice? Yes, you. And will. does Eden sing? Like does he, he? does. He does. He sings Moana.
1: He sings all <laughs> of Moana's music. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. but he's like, yeah, he's in there. He's. He's so musically inclined and Kelvin and I just look at each other and we're like, oh my God. Like mm. he looks just like Kelvin. So I'm actually happy that he has that musicality to okay. him. Because I'm like, my husband dances and he he thinks he's a rapper, but we're not gonna talk about that. Right, right. He's not a rapper. <laughs> he's not a rapper, guys. He's an incredible chef. Right, right. Baby, stick to your forte. <laughs> because it, it's rapping is not it for him. Right. But um, yeah, Eden is is he loves my music. Um He's very picky with music. So mm-hmm. he loves Mexican style. So okay. anything like Jesse Uribe, like when Carol has her like her corridos, mm-hmm. that kind of music he loves. Um, okay. So Una Noche, he asks me for more with his little sigh language. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's times where I'm like, oh, I like this record. I'm like, let me listen to that. And he's like, no, 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 oh, no. no, the back of the
2: says, car. No, no,
1: no, 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 no. I'm gonna film he him because I swear to God, it's oh the my funniest God. thing. But you know, I'm like. He has good taste in music. I could tell already.
0: Mm -hmm. You was on live like the other day, and you said that someone interpreted that song differently.
1: I don't want to cry. That's yes, because when I wrote it, um, obviously I wrote it for a lover. Mm -hmm. And right before putting it out, when we sat down to think of ideas for the music video, I played the song, and Eden was like cuddled up next to me, and he was like almost asleep, and I sang it to Eden, and I was like, wait, like I could definitely interpret this as well as to my child because right. even the part that says dos palabras de tu boca que me hagan sentir muy bien que me enseñen que como mujer no te fallé. Mm-hmm. If I want to be woman enough for anybody it's for my son mm-hmm. because it, it's being a mother is a whole other ballpark. Right. right. And so the dos palabras could be te amo, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's something as simple as mamá like yeah. mama
2: ven. like yeah, any yeah. so
1: I I saw that and then a couple days ago, this lady who... We've followed each other for a while and we have a lot of friends in common. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I saw when it happened um, and I gave her my condolences. Her life partner, the her husband and father of her children passed away to cancer. And Ali, he was young. He was young. Yeah. And that, I feel like that hit a little deeper or closer to home. Yeah. Um, and she posted the video, or she posted the video, mm-hmm. and... I don't mind correcting myself too. Do right. <laughs> um, She posted the video and she, she said what I would give to have one more night with him. Ugh. And she did a collage and the song was Una Noche. And I hadn't heard it or I hadn't thought of it in that aspect. And when I tell you, it broke my heart into pieces and yeah. I cried. Then it made me think of my grandfather. And I'm like, oh my God, he would have loved this. This was his style.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it just like... It struck a chord in my heart that mm-hmm. I hadn't, I I really didn't think about. And so many people DM'd me like, oh my God, you know, this song is really going to touch so many people because it's true. You might want one more night, not necessarily with a lover, but a friend, a family member that passed, right. um, you know, somebody that you really, really cared for, or, you know, like it could be anyone.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: and that one broke my heart.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I so saw you break down on the live. I
1: sent that to my manager privately, and yeah. she was like, "I really think you need to show people like who you really are." And I was like, "I look so ugly." <laughs> she was yeah. like, "No." She was like, "I think you should show people like because you, this is where you connect with them." That's right. The most. That's right. And and I was like, you know what? It's true. And sometimes some people, because because I've seen people comment on other people's posts and say, "Oh, you know, when you have time to record yourself crying, whatever, whatever," but when I when I wrote. When I did the message for Mel, mm-hmm. I didn't think I was gonna be sharing it to everyone, so right. I didn't think I was gonna cry either. I thought I was gonna be able to like be like, "Oh my God, did you see that last thing that because right. she has access to my account? Right. Did you see that last video that just came in?" And and I just like lost it. I couldn't even finish the sentence. Oh, so but it's this is what my music I wanted to be therapy. The way music has been therapeutic for me yeah. is what I want my music to be for other people because it's it's gonna help people. Um, get through life, through heartbreaks, through, you know, to celebrate good moments and good times. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's you know, music could be so universal and awesome.
0: And it's healing. It really Very is. healing.
1: It really is. Oh my God. I'm
0: excited for your SLBs concert.
1: I would love for all of you guys to go. No, we're I going. Mean, I tend to do this thing that's called Sold Out. And so I'm just going to put it out there, like...
0: I want Growing Up Latina to have a table. I'm just putting it out there, too. Yes,
1: let's do it. So we're going to do a Growing Up Latina table. Let's do it. At SLB's. I want the girls to come out. I think it would be awesome. I really... um, We're trying to be very... Not strategic, but it's... it's, I want to invite people that were in my life at that time when Mm -hmm, I wrote it. mm -hmm. Um, I want to obviously invite my public and everybody who's seeing this and listening to this. Um, But I also want to invite the people who have never experienced me live. Right. Because so many times... I've heard through the grapevine people say, oh, you know, these artists put out such great music, but then live, it's like we're we're a little disappointed because it's not the same person live. No, you are. And so to <laughs> me, it's like, trust me, if you're going to pay 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 dollars, like you're going to get every cent worth. Like, That's right. The caliber of my band is A1. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm very like, you know, I like... I like to see p- productions a certain way so I'm, I'm i hold myself very accountable when I'm doing a production. Yeah. So and I I do Spanish, English, old school, new Everything. school, new stuff, you don't My discriminate? Stuff, I don't discriminate. And You do not discriminate. You know, I think it's it, it's going to be an incredible night SLBs SOBs is such a legendary venue. Mm-hmm. Um I've been waiting to perform here and I know yes. they've been waiting to have me so I think like yes. what's going to happen the synergy that night is going to be awesome.
0: Don't be crazy. going to be awesome. Before we get out of here, cause there is something that you and I do have in common, and I have to shout him out. Youssef. <laughs> Come on, shout out to PRX. PRX. Yes. PRX. Yes. So I got introduced to PRX during the pandemic. Okay. And I tuned in a little bit before the pandemic, but the pandemic is really when I thrived. Okay. Um, and I was locked into Youssef. And I told Youssef, I remember I went on live with him and I said, you're not a regular trainer no. because like you really train like the mind. Nice. Like it's a mindset thing. I'm so
1: happy you said this.
0: Yes. And I always tell him that. I'm like, you don't understand how much you've helped me. Like when you're in that zone and you know the zone that I'm talking mm-hmm. about, because when you first start working out, right, it doesn't automatically like
1: click in right away. Yeah, it doesn't. If it's not the the, the diet, it's the, you know, like, yeah. The rest, like,
0: and, and then you're not consistent enough in the beginning. Like you do like two days and then that's it. But then something happens after that three-week period of consistency.
1: It's a different person.
0: It's like you're battling yourself. Right. It's like you, me versus me, you versus mm. you. Like it's literally a battle within yourself. Mm. And you have documented this entire journey. Right. You look amazing. Thank you,
1: sis. Thank you, thank you.
0: And like, what the hell? Because you're, you, like, you're tapped in. On a different level.
1: I you know what's funny? and I he
0: pushes you. Shout out to Yousef. We love him. I love over him. Here. It's
1: a love-hate relationship I have yeah, yeah. with that man. But he's like uh he's not only my my trainer, he's a therapist. He's he done. really is a therapist. So um Yusuf and I have known each other for like a little over 10 years, and back in the day, he was the first person who ever transformed my body. So he literally gave me my abs. And when I say gave me, it's because he gave me the 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 formula. Mm-hmm. For my abs, for my de- for my definition, how to shred, how to tone, proper form, nutrition, how to help people. So right. through him, and after working with him some time like ten years ago, I started training people myself in Jersey and helping people. So, and I've had a lot of clients that they've dropped like four or five sizes, over 25 pounds. My my biggest loser, um, or my greatest loser, yeah. she bro- she came down 80 pounds, Lucy. Oof. Now she's living her best life with yes. her two children and her man, and she's good. But like she, she helped me see my potential as well as a trainer or as somebody of influence that can actually like mentor people yeah. in like healthier lifestyles or better decisions, right? right. And um, so when I hit Yusuf up, um, I didn't want to be the type of pregnant person where um, I was uh, hard on myself, right? Like right. I understood that I was over thirty. Mm-hmm. That, you know, I could be at risk. Um I had a lot of complications when it came to the nausea. The morning sickness was an evening sickness, uh, in the middle of the night sickness, right. it was always it sickness. Was an it all it, day. it wasn't a morning thing. Right, right. I had crazy nosebleeds. Oh my god. I um I had migraines, migraine spells. Um Jeez. it was it was it wasn't the easiest. So my first trimester, I really couldn't eat. And my third trimester, I had the only freaking heartburn. So my second trimester mm-hmm. was where I was able to like indulge. Right. And I asked my husband or my fiance at the time um, to make me certain dishes that I like I was craving.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, my portion control was re- reasonable and I wasn't, you know, being crazy, but from the lifestyle that I was living prior to being pregnant and working out and having that consistent, you know, in my schedule of working out and being active to right. barely being able to freaking get up out of bed because all I wanted to do was hug a toilet,
0: Mm -hmm. you know,
1: it was difficult. Um, I lost the drive of like working out and all this other stuff. So I said, you know what? I'm going to be patient with my body and I'm going to give myself grace. Mm -hmm. I'm going to allow myself grace in this period. And I know that when it's time to get back, I'm going to have to do what I need to do to get back. Mm -hmm. But we forget how hard it is to get back.
0: The hardest part is starting.
1: You know how hard it is to work off of Oreo? (laughs) (laughs) you got to be on the freaking Stairmaster for f- almost 15, 20 minutes at f- at, at level five, yes. okay? Yes. Okay? <laughs> Melting the- to burn the calories that you will eat in one Oreo. Jeez.
0: And I eat tres leches, so imagine.
1: Eat with a chef husband. Yeah, that must have been crazy. But like, at
0: least you, you can say, hey, took me
1: this. I did. You know? Right, but the baby was a different story. I would then be like, I don't, yeah. I can't do it, <laughs> I can't do it. So then he'd change it up and be like, all right, let me give her what she wants. and You know, so whatever, that was fine. But then what happens is after I give birth, that it's time to like, you know, get it together. I thought I was going to be cleared way before six months mm-hmm. to start working out. right? But I had complications during birth. And so I had to wait a six months to get cleared. Jeez. And then I get cleared, and I hit abusive, and he's like, uh, "I need you to do one month of like light cardio, light jog, walking, uphill walking, weights like three pounds, five pounds, nothing serious." And I'm like, "I need to be in there with you now." And he's like, yeah. "Nope, nope, 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 nope." Um, which was fine at that point. It wasn't a like real crazy thing. I started doing orange theory. Mm -hmm. I started sweating. I started, but then I started yo-yoing. I would lose five pounds and I would gain seven. I would lose three pounds and I would gain five. So I was just like, when I contacted him again, um, this is going to be part of my book. When I contacted him Mm -hmm. again, I was um, in a very dark place. Mm -hmm. Um, Latinos don't talk about postpartum as much as we should. It's not a taboo. It is a chemical imbalance Mm -hmm. and we should be able to speak freely about this subject and not be judged and not be made fun of and not be, you know, mocked or, or, oh, she's being a big baby or like, it is very serious. It's real. It's a real thing. Very real. And I remember, um, I think it was around the 23rd of August. The fact that you remember dates is crazy to me because, because it mattered because it, it did something to me. Mm-hmm. because it stood with me forever. Right. Um and I swear I he he was my lifeline that day. I'm going to cry. Aww. Um well, I mean, what did, so you called him and said, "I just I was so uncomfortable. I hated the way I looked. I um I was uncomfortable. I had all this weight on me, so I felt heavy, but I also felt heavy inside. Like it wasn't just a physical burden.
0: Yeah.
1: I was carrying a lot Um, I didn't let go of God and I made sure that he was there with me throughout the whole time because that's how I was able to get by that moment. Um, but I really called Yusuf on some, like, I need this more than you know, and you don't even know how much I need this. And he was like, I got you. Um, and I, I started the beginner challenge and I've been with them for literally a year now. And I came down my 50 pounds um, I'm back at my pre baby weight, now we're toning, yeah. um, he calls it the revenge body. <laughs> that's what we're going for revenge yeah. body um, but he was an incredible and pivotal person that maybe didn't know how much he was helping me at the moment, but I could say thank you now because I was um I have a great partner, don't get me wrong, yeah, um, but I wasn't happy ali I was yeah. not is it, it was a really weird place to be and yeah. Um, none of my friends ever spoke about this, about having postpartum or about yeah. like, so I even felt weird calling them because I felt like I was being a big baby. Mm-hmm. I know I could be a little emotional. Mm-hmm. I, I love expressing how I feel, but it was, I wasn't expecting postpartum to hit me the way it did. It was like a combination, a culmination of things, you know? So how do you
0: take control back of your life during that time? Um, logic over emotion. Mm. Tunnel
1: vision. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, asking my husband to help me and sacrifice his mornings. Um, I wake up at 5.30 in the morning every morning to go work out. I'm back in the house by 8, 8.30. They're waking up by the time I get back. Wow. So he holds it down for me so that I can, you know, do that. And it, it, was, it was everything I also needed at that time because it was therapeutic mentally, but physically as well. And mm-hmm. I feel like the gym is the one place where... Your effort will give you results. When mm-hmm. you half-ass it, it will show as well. And so the discipline that one has to have with oneself, you know, of mm-hmm. like wanting something bad enough to like really like, eye on the like on the prize yeah. tunnel vision, you know, like it was a beautiful moment. It was a dark yeah. beautiful moment.
0: I remember I had um, a friend Yesenia, and I had I, I was in a similar place. I just wasn't happy. And even in my career, I'm like, why are things not happening for me? Like, I don't understand. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. putting in all this work. Like, it's just not happening. Mm -hmm. And I just remember she told me something, and it just always stuck with me. She said, you know what, Allie? You should work out. And I'm like, girl, I'm talking to you about my career. You're telling me to work out. Like, Mm -hmm. she's like, I honestly feel if you work out and you see what, if you see the results that hard work can get you, then you will apply that to everything in your Mm -hmm. life. And that was such a game changer. Mm. So every time I feel like I'm in a slump or like things are not happening, I just remember like, okay, I remember when I was working out, it didn't happen right away. Mm. But then there's a period where it's like, because oh, you don't me. even see it first. And then
1: people be like, what the fuck Yeah, people that? be like, damn, you're you are no good. And you're like,
0: like really? And then, mm. and then you start to see it and you become so Obsessed addicted. With it. It. Obsessed like you, with
1: it. Yes. And you're yeah. like, no, I'm not stopping. When I started seeing um, like my... I don't really like to weigh myself, mm-hmm. but I made sure that I did weigh myself throughout just so that I could show people, you know, like what my what my what right. my journey was yeah, right what journey was. that it wasn't like a two month thing that it took me a year to come down those fifty five pounds, right? right um fifty fifty um so. Where was I? Sorry. Mom brain. Mm -hmm. That's another thing they didn't tell me about. I I actually heard that you were talking about. I'd be feeling like Dory from freaking Nemo. I'd be like, "Uh, what was I talking about? Uh, My biggest fear is forgetting my lyrics online.
0: I'm like, oh my God. You you got to have the thing.
1: You imagine? I'm going to like the floor prompter. I'm going to have to use that. You have to use that. (sighs) Where was I?
0: We were talking about working out. We're talking about how you become obsessed. And you were saying in your journey, you say you don't usually weigh yourself.
1: I like to... Fit my clothes. My clothes is what tells me if I'm. Oh coming yeah, yeah, down. that's. So absolutely. what I do is like I'll either buy something or, uh, for example, me, my pre-pregnancy clothes. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to fit it all over again, and I'm like, great, which is you know it's beautiful. It's it wasn't a snapback like people you know like some people are blessed with mm-hmm. the genetics and the DNA that they snap back and they don't even look like they had a child and the right. baby's like a week old. God bless them. God bless all of them. Those moms. Shout out to them and God bless them all. But we also can't put this image to society that that's normal. That is not normal. Right. So the pressure that we're already feeling from baby blues and from hormonally giving birth, it's like literally the biggest hormonal fluctuation in a human body is when a woman, after she gives birth. Like what happens in order for us to regulate our system back to us and not as a vessel for the baby, it's taxing. Yeah. And so being able to fit my clothes and being able to like, you know, be back and and kind of like even see myself like I'm back. I'm putting Mm. music out. I'm feeling like myself again because I didn't feel like myself. Yeah. And I felt beautiful when I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. I was very comfortable with my skin and my body. Um, And every time I looked at my child, he would totally make everything disappear and vanish. So Mm. it was the moments where he wasn't like right next to me, or Mm -hmm. I was awake at three in the morning pumping and I'm just like, you know, thinking and I didn't have to put myself through the mental turmoil that I did, but Mm -hmm. postpartum comes with intrusive thoughts Mm -hmm. and thoughts that you, I wouldn't think like that normally. I wouldn't think so negative or dark. That's not me. Yeah. Cause I'm not trying to bring that over here. And so having all these like moments that like were intrusive was like, I don't have control of my own thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. That was not cool. So that's where I would pray, but I feel like real talk, what saved me was working out. What saved me, saved me was waking up every morning and having my trainer kick my ass, not be easy on me, but also listen to me. Mm-hmm. Because there was days where I broke down and I couldn't bite back the tears or hold them and I would just bust out into tears or start crying. And it's like when he asks, "Hey, what's going on? Are you okay? Is everything okay? Whatever, whatever. I have to open up because yeah. that's the only way... You release Correct. and you feel better, and right. so the fact that he was, you know, a great listener, um, just putting things into perspective and kind of like, you know, motivating me, encouraging me, and like making me part of his project yeah. to like bring me back, kind of, you know, it's it's personal. Yeah, it is personal. It's personal. So I love that revenge body. I
0: love that. Ah, Shout out to you, son. Revenge body. <laughs> Are you ready for my rapid fire?
1: Oh my goodness.
0: Whatever. I think so. You're ready. I'm
1: always ready for you, boo.
0: Even though I was supposed to start off the interview with my question, question, okay. but then it's like, uh, you're my hey. friend, so like, how can I start uh, the interview okay. like that? But um, these are all rapid fire. Um, what do you remember from La Sala growing up?
1: Besides the plastic on the... <laughs> the plastic. The, I think it was the, the... They used to call them gapias too, remember? Like yep. if you went to a birthday party, oh yes, or a baby yes. shower, uh-huh. the Gapias, Oh my god! Um, I remember mm-hmm. the big old uh, TV that the antenna was a little messed oh up, and so sometimes god. we had to like move it a certain way uh-huh. to make it work, or tap it on the side so yep. that the the channel could click. Yep. Um, and I think I told you this before too. What? It's the scent of my grandmother's kitchen. Because it would it would it would just be all over the house. Uh-huh. So whether I was in my room, whether we were in the living room or wherever, literally the moment you walked into the house, going up the stairs, you could already smell the sofrito and the food Damn. and the kitchen. You know I
0: would always so, legit smell like food going to school.
1: Too. Me too. It was a little embarrassing.
0: It was embarrassing. But, like people be like, Why do you smell like food? I'm like, oh, mommy. <laughs> open uh, the window.
1: Right, right, right. I, I think it would have to be that. it would have to be that.
0: Okay. Tell me you're Latina without telling me you're Latina.
1: You can't tell. You can't see all this cha cha baba. You can't see it because I dressed up for y'all today. Yes. Um, to, I mean. I mean. I eat pork chops, and pollo frito, yes. and charron de pollo. Yes. You know, like it's. it's I think. Um, um. It's my personality. It's even definitely. If, even if I introduce myself as Grizel. And they start to get to know me, they're like, She's Latin.
0: Yeah. She's yeah. Yeah, she's spicy. Um, what is something you would want to work on that you haven't already?
1: It's what we just embarked, like literally two weeks ago, this one woman show, which is also something that I've been sitting on and that I knew I wanted to do a long time ago. And I kind of psyched myself out of it. So being like actually in the process of like creating and 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 Making the story from scratch, like, I've been wanting to do this one for a while. I can't wait for A while. It. I think it's the best place to show how much of a triple threat badass I am. Yeah. It's not just a singer. It's a dancer. It's an actor. Um, the 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 gift of being able to move people and touching people without physically touching them. I mean. Yeah. And theater That's does that. That's a skill that. set. Theater does that. Mm-hmm. It's different from TV and film where they could say cut. Like, and plus you don't even see one woman shows. Like, I don't think no.
0: the only person was John Leguizamo.
1: Well, I'm excited as a New Yorker. You know, I I'm mean, I was born, be- raised in New New Jersey, but New York has always been the stomping grounds and the backyard. So, as a New Yorker, in this day and age, like, I think we need to see more of it. Yeah. And I know there's so much talent up and coming that I, they need to see mm-hmm. people like them doing what they're capable of. So. Um, what
0: is this chapter of your life called?
1: Mm. It's called love and grace. Because What's that it's I love that grace is a it's a beautiful word, right? But mm-hmm. ooh, holding on to your grace when you don't want to, when you want to really exude or or let people know how you feel, or you know, like and and being graceful. Mm -hmm. also being patient with yourself like when I wanted to be skinny the next day after giving birth but allowing myself grace to have the moment live the life be able to still bask in the things that I love enjoy my son remind myself that something beautiful came out of this body that I'm so very grateful for this temple um being graceful is difficult Mm -hmm. it is smack a hole real quick you can't do that (laughs) right so being graceful is very important (laughs)
0: Now, I'm going to ask Let's you this. Let's not
1: forget, because hello.
0: I got to put a little twist on this one because <laughs> of your husband. Oh. What is your favorite dish that Chef Kelvin cooks for you?
1: It is the chorizo arepa eggs Benedict.
0: Damn, you said that back quick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because his arepas are award-winning. Yes. We already know that. Yes. He has his the the truffle one, the chicken one, the... um. Beef one. Right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But this one, you guys haven't tried this. Like this is this would be part of his like restaurant or this would mm. be part of his pop ups. This is like his like art. Like yeah. this is him writing a song, you know? Yeah, so yeah. it's a fusion of like buttery, crispy, salty, sweet, spicy, which is all like me. Mm-hmm. And um <laughs> and I mean the arepas, his arepas are award winning, so but I have to oh. say, I was put onto something else that I hadn't hadn't Tried in the past, and I was put onto it like maybe a year and a half ago while I was pregnant. Which is Gandules mm-hmm. in a coconut sauce. Mm. You just want game exfol- changer. You want to exfoliate yourself game for change. all of it, all of it. You just like, oh my god, it's so delicious. <laughs> so that was something that I never knew. And when I had it, my palate was like, whoosh, like, whoa, where has yeah. this been my whole life? So,
0: yeah. Okay. I'll see um, happened. let's see, last last question. Finish this sentence. Growing up Latina is?
1: Growing up Latina is everything. It's everything. And I wouldn't change it. If I had the opportunity to change it, I would not change where I come from, how I grew up, the music, my people, our culture. And when I say our, it's not just a Puerto Rican, it's a Cuban, it's a Dominican, it's Panamanian, it's Mexican. It's Ecuadorian, Salvadorian, like it's it's a mixture. It's a big old a salsa, a pot yeah. of all these different nationalities, and I'm 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 proud of who we are as immigrants. Mm-hmm. When we come here to this country and we make it do what it do, I'm I'm proud of how resilient we are as people. And when we get nose, nose, and closed doors, we go up through the window and we like, we're going to make a way. We're going to find it. Yeah. If we don't have it, we'll make it. Like yeah. how resilient we are. And so if I had another option to be anything but Latina, I think I'd choose Latina again. Mm. Ooh. I love you. That was a good one. I love
0: you. I love you.
1: I, love you. I can't, I don't even want to say anything
0: else. Like I feel like that's the way we're going to end. But I will say thank you. You're welcome, my love. Thank you for being my first guest. Thank you for being my first returned guest um, and thank you for always supporting me Absolutely, because I think that's so important like you have really just seen the vision even before I actually really saw it for myself so thank you so much we're gonna support you we will be at SOB's yes okay we are downloading we are buying whatever anything you serving us thank you we're taking it.
1: It means, especially as an independent artist, it means the world to me because we don't come with a big label. We don't come with a big machine behind us. We can, and we will eventually. But right now, independently, like it's it's very in-house. So I know people might think like, oh, download or repost. Uh, it's It might seem minute, but it really makes a world of a difference on this end. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you. Thank you for always, you know, thank you for thinking of me. Of being your first guest. And, and it's an honor, like I said, to see your growth. And I can't wait to see what the future has for you, for real.
0: Thank you. I love you. And I will be singing at
1: your wedding. You already know. Now make, let me see your hands. Okay, Not girl. yet. Okay, good. No, you can't put a ring on that finger. Because you can't confuse the universe. No. So you got to leave that empty. But I have
0: this like this. Okay. Like the heart Bring outwards. In. Bring it in. I should change it, Bring in. it in. Okay, heart inwards. Mm-hmm. All right, Grizel. Del Valle. Del Valle. I was going to put La Chachi. Chachi in there. La Chachi. Make sure you guys support her. Share your socials.
1: At Chachi Nation on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, t- TikTok is Grisel Del Valle, which is my full name. Mm-hmm. When you guys look for my music as well, look look for it with Grisel Del Valle um, until the album comes out. La yes. Chachi is a different story. Um, but you can also go to Chachi Nation. Uh, Chachination.com. It's already yes. up. Love you.
0: I love you. Thank you.